0: want a shout-out on the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, have a question about a player, team, or maybe college prospect, each week we will pick some questions to answer, and you can send those questions to me personally, Steve the Scout, and my email address is steve scout 81 at gmail.com. Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. The Pro Football Scouting Podcast is the number one ranked sports podcast in America right now on the iTunes Top 40 list. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and making that a reality. We are 17 days away from the 2018 NFL campaign, 17 days away from kickoff, and excited to make bold predictions today on the teams that I think are going to make the playoffs in the 2018 NFL season. Uh, A couple announcements, stevethescout.com is now a live and active website where I am releasing additional content on there. That website is is by no stretch of the imagination a finished product. It is something that will continue to evolve, but you can definitely go check it out. And again, that is at stevethescout.com. Also, you can follow me at stevethescout81 on Twitter for other content and information that I will release as well. So, if you are listening to this show for the first time, or perhaps you've heard many episodes, there are four things that make this show different and unique. Number one is you are going to get deeper, more evidence based player and team evaluations. One thing I can't stand is when people are doing scouting reports on players that they don't really, or or what they call a scouting report, they don't really give a whole lot of information on that player. Not every single episode I'm going to do a deep dive into a player. Today is gonna to be more so about the team, but I'll give you some quick highlights on a player, but when on players, but when I evaluate players, I try to give you a different perspective on why I think that player is going to be good or why I think they're not gonna be good. And if they are good or bad, what what are the traits that is gonna that is gonna make that such? Secondly, you're gonna get more unique and hard-hitting content than what you get anywhere else. One thing I can't stand is fluff. rah What I strive to give you. Is content that you're not going to get anywhere else. It is going to be unique. It's going to be more interesting to read and listen to, and is going to be in a hard-hitting fashion. That is why I say in the in- introduction, I give you your football meat and potato style. Third, I give you bold predictions. Since 2011, I have accurately predicted which players would be home runs, would be home run picks, draft steals and busts, and done it with a great deal of accuracy. Today, I'm going to boldly predict which teams are going to make the playoffs. And lastly, this show is about gratitude and fan engagement. I give you guys the opportunity each week to send questions my way. Each Friday, I'll pick a few questions to answer. And that email to send it to is stevedescout81 at gmail.com. And again, always having gratitude for just having another day on this earth. And also gratitude for you guys tuning in and making, making this a reality that, that this show is the number one ranked sports podcast in America. So with that being said, I'm going to dive into the teams that I think are going to win their divisions, make the playoffs, and tell you why. In addition, I'm also going to go over the teams that I think are going to make the wild cards and give you guys one honorable mention for each conference. Starting out with the AFC East, this is still New England's division. If you look at Buffalo and the New York Jets, they have they have two of the worst rosters in the NFL. Miami, Miami, I think it's going to be a better team because they got Ryan Tannehill back. They're going to have to have some other receivers step up. But this is still New England's division. Reason being, there's three guys that make it such. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and their offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. The continuity they have with the coaching staff, at least on the offensive side of the ball, it's still there. Uh, If you look at the Patriots and their receiving group, they have they have reliable pass catchers. I believe Cordell Patterson is going to emerge as a number one wide receiver this year. A guy who had a great rookie campaign but fell off after that. Uh, but I think if you look at the Patriots this year, pair Cordell Patterson with Tom Brady. He's going to be a number one wideout. You have Julian Edelman in the slot. He'll come back to the lineup after serving his four game suspension. And you and you have Rob Gronkowski. I like what the Patriots have at running back with also James White. And rookie running back Sonny Michelle out of Georgia. This is still the Patriots' division. Their weakness is going to be their defense. Their defense got absolutely torched in the Super Bowl last year, and their defense, I believe, is worse than what it was last year. They don't—they don't have much of a secondary. And when I have evaluated their linebackers, their linebackers have looked slow. They don't have Matt Patricia, who went to Detroit. That was their defensive coordinator. So I think their issue is going to be defense, but considering this is the worst division in the NFL, I think they're still going to win. Moving on to the AFC North, I made made a bold prediction a few days ago, and rarely do I ever retract a bold prediction, but this time, I'm going to. I actually think the AFC North, yet again, is going to be won by the Pittsburgh Steelers. The reason why I am retracting that is just taking a second glance at what the Steelers have on their offensive line. As opposed to what the Browns have on their offensive line. The Browns lost the Browns lost Joe Thomas due to retirement, and they have a lot of guys that that are young players that are still trying to figure it out. When you look at the Steelers, what they have, what do they have that is going to make them win the division? Well, let's start with that offensive line. At left tackle, they have Andrew Villanueva, a quality left tackle. You have David DeCastro at guard, arguably the, in my opinion, maybe the best offensive lineman at any position in the NFL that is David DeCastro. You have a excuse me, a Pro Bowl center in Mike Pouncey and you have one of the best right tackles in the NFL at Marcus Williams. And and if that's not enough, Chukwuan Okafor, their third-round draft pick has stepped in in both training camp and preseason and, and played right and left tackle positions and he's done well. and he's done well at both positions in training camp. So, with that with that being said, you know, the Steelers offensive line gives them a big advantage. Uh, Who's their quarterback? They have a trimmer, more fit, Ben Roethlisberger, who says he is feeling the best he has felt in a number of years. Uh, He said he cut out carbs and sugar in the offseason, looks a good 15 pounds lighter. Really important, especially with a big guy like Ben Roethlisberger. You want to take care of your body as you get older. The less weight you can have on your body, I think the better it is. That spells really good things for their offense. Look at who they have to throw the ball to. They got A.B. Antonio Brown. The best wideout in the NFL. They have Jesse James, a guy who looked really smooth in all of his combine drills, had a clean college tape. Not a big wow player, but a guy that I think is going to come out and have a productive year at tight end for them. And you also have Juju Smith-Schuster, one of the best rookie receivers in his class last year, who has also looked very good in training camp as well. So uh, with that being said, the, the Steelers have, as usual, a lot of firepower on offense. They can block. Look at what they have on defense. I believe they're going to get increased production out of both TJ Watt and I think Bud Dupree, the third-year the third year edge rusher, is going to have a breakout year. He is a guy that I thought was going to be a, a big draft steal and someone who I think is going to come out and have a great third year. <coughs> with Bud Dupree, one of the things I said about him years ago is that he w- he was a very raw prospect with a huge upside He was a guy that I did not think was going to be good until year three. Last year, he started to show that he could be a dominant quality edge rusher. I think this year is going to be a breakout year for him. Those are the reasons why I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are taking the AFC North. The AFC South, I give it to Jacksonville again. So yes, I get these are all the same teams that won last year, but it's just the way it is. When when you look at Jacksonville, um, their defense is even better than what it was last year. They have two to three guys they can rotate in at the defensive tackle position. They're edge rushers. Who do they have? They have Calais Campbell, a guy that came really close to winning Defensive Player of the Year last year. You have Yannick Ngakwe, a guy that I think could be sleeper for Defensive Player of the Year, a guy who could even lead the league in sacks who is a major draft steal. Look at what they have at linebacker. You have Miles Jack, a guy that you can line up all over the field. You have Telvin Smith, one of the best sideline-to-sideline side line linebackers in the NFL. And look at their secondary. Um, th- their secondary, they have Tate. They have Deshaun Gibson, a quality safety. Jalen Ramsey, arguably arguably the best defensive back in the game. And A.J. Boyer, a Pro Bowl cornerback. The Jaguars just have too much firepower, considering on the offensive side of the ball they got... T.J. Yeldon as their secondary back, who's coming to training camp looking lighter and smoother than he has in years past, and you have Leonard Fournette, one of one of the best bell cow backs in the game. So, the AFC South, I get Jacksonville doesn't have much of a passing passing game, but their their, their team is just too loaded outside of that. I'm giving them I, I'm giving them the AFC South this year. The AFC West that that division is going to belong to the Los Angeles Chargers. Why? They have Phillip Rivers. I said Phillip Rivers on my, on my countdown for the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL. He came in at number seven. When, when you look at what Phillip brings to the table, he is to me playing his best football right now. He is he is in he's going into year 15, and I think he's playing his best football. He is he is still a quarterback that is good enough to help his team win a Super Bowl, and this is arguably the best roster he's played with. When you look at receivers, he has Keenan Allen, who's one, who's one of the best in the game. Mike Mike Williams was there, was the seventh overall pick last year. He was injured his whole rookie year. He's going to come in this year, and I think, ha, have a have a good productive season for them. Mike Williams, I thought was a was pretty much pretty close to a Can't miss prospect coming out, and and they have they have it running back Melvin Gordon, a guy that's going to carry the rock for them. Uh, what their what the weak point was for the Chargers last year was their run defense. Uh, when you, when you look at the stats from last year, they had one of the top pass defenses in the NFL, but one of the worst run defenses, they help, they help, they help lighten, lighten the blow in terms of that. They brought in Derwin James, the safety from Florida state. And the, and they also brought a new Nuosa, a versatile linebacker that they got in the second round from USC. Those two players are going to help improve their run game. Considering they have Joey, considering they have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on the outside, they're going, to ha- they're going to have, again, one of the best pass rushes in the NFL. And don't forget, Nuosa and James can also help you blitz. They are also great uh, in terms of what their blitzing ability potentially can bring to the table for the Chargers. That is why I think they are going to win the AFC West. So again, rounding up the division winners, I believe in the AFC East, it's going to be New England. The AFC North, it's going to be Pittsburgh. The South, it's going to be Jacksonville. In the West, it's going to be the Chargers Pretty similar to what we saw last year, except the Chargers would win the AFC West uh, as as opposed to as opposed to the Kansas City Chiefs. Looking at looking at the wild card teams, I think Cleveland Brown. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be a wild card team this year. Why? Because if a quarterback, no matter if a quarterback gets hurt or doesn't play well, they have two quarterbacks on their roster they can start. Not many teams can say that. They have they have tremendous depth at the running back position. Uh, they brought in Carlo. They brought in Carlos Hyde from San Francisco, who has looked absolutely sensational so far in camp. Tr- look at look at the Browns' second preseason game. He's he's going to be a special he's going be a special player for them at the running back position. Uh, in addition to, in addition to having Carlos Hyde, they have Duke Johnson, the guy that got almost. Had almost 700 yards receiving last year, and on top of that, you brought in Nick Chubb, the rookie running back, who's going to help them out as well. Um, what I think the weak point for Cleveland is going to be is their offensive line. They lost Joe Thomas, uh, and a lot of the guys they are plugging in are young players who just don't have a lot of experience. But where the Browns are also really deep are going to be is going to be at wide receiver and tight end. Josh Gordon has now reported to camp. Looking looking at Josh Gordon. Jarvis Lantry, and rookie Antonio Calloway, that's a hell of a receiving core to throw to. Uh, When evaluating tight end, David Njoku started out slow last year, but towards the end of last year, um, he started to become a much, much better tight end. Um, Has been a little bit inconsistent in camp, but he gives gives them a great threat of tight end that they didn't have in years past, uh, and I think he's going to be an improved player for them. Uh, looking, Looking at... Looking at the other wild card team, I think it's going to be the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have a better roster than, than what they had last year. Marcus Mariota should continue to develop. They have Derrick Henry, a healthy a healthy Derrick Henry now as their lead running back. They have some guys to throw the ball to and Corey Davis, um, you know, that and Delaney Walker. And on the defensive side of the ball, they really needed some help with the linebacker spot. So... In the first and second round, they spent their first and second round draft picks on Harold Landry from Boston College and Rashawn Evans from Alabama. Harold Landry ha- has length, explosion, closing speed, and a variety of pass rush moves. Rashawn Evans is a jack-of-all-trades linebacker who can rush the passer, stop the run, and you can really line him up at any linebacker spot you want to. And also, on the on the back end of their defense, they added Malcolm Butler, Kevin Byard is coming off of a great year, and also another guy that is having a terrific training camp. So so I think, just rounding it all up again, the AFC, the, AFC the, the playoff teams are going to be New England, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, the Chargers, the Browns, and the Tennessee Titans. I would give an honorable mention to the Houston Texans. The reason why I don't think the Texans will make the playoffs is because too many of their star players are injury-prone. Deshaun Watson injury prone, Jadavion Clowney injury prone, J.J. Watt injury prone, Tyron Matthew injury prone. If those guys can stay healthy, they can make the playoffs. But it's going to be unlikely, in my opinion, that, that all four of those guys play a full season. And and you know they really they really need to make sure that their their star players don't get injured, which you know easier said than done. So moving on to the NFC, uh, I think the NFC East. You're going to see the Eagles win again. They have arguably the deepest defensive line in the NFL. They're set up perfectly for a NASCAR package with all with all the. They have really four defensive ends that can rush the passer. They have two. They have two reliable tight ends and Zach Ertz and also rookie Dallas Goddard. They have reliable wideouts in Alshon Jeffrey. Carson Wentz is back. If he's not, you have Nick Foles who can step in. And they have they have a deep offensive line featuring guys like Jason Peters coming back at left tackle and Lane Johnson. Even though Jason Peters was out last year, they they still got they still got quality play along pretty much along their, their entire offensive line last year, even having even having Jason Kelsey in there. The the Philadelphia Eagles, they're just too deep of a roster. There's no one in the NFC East that I think can match them in terms of depth, which is why I think they're going to win this division again. Moving on to the NFC North, the Vikings are the most complete team in the NFL. They ha- they should have improved play at the quarterback position. Uh, I think Case Keenum is still going to play good football in Denver. Everybody wants to th- say that Case Keenum was strictly a product of the system uh, of Pat Shermer's offense. Uh, I think it helped him, but I also think that Case Keenum was not was not a systems quarterback as much as everyone wants to say it. But I do believe they are getting a better quarterback in Kirk Cousins. When when you evaluate what the Vikings have at running back. They didn't have Dalvin Cook last year. They're going to have Dalvin Cook this year, which is going to be a huge advancement for them in their offense. And you have Latavius Murray, who's also having a strong training camp. You have three you have three reliable pass catchers to throw the ball to in Kyle Rudolph, Adam Thielen, and Stefan Diggs. So the Vikings, I mean, they got they they got a complete offense. They they got players along their offensive line, and on the defense, they they are they are definitely gonna give Jacksonville a a a um they're going to give Jacksonville a run for their money in terms of who really has the best defense in the NFL. Look at what they have on their defensive line. Last year they had Everson Griffin, uh, one of the one of the league leaders in sacks. Last year they had they had Linval Joseph, great defensive tackle, Daniel Hunter, typically a double digit sack guy, and they added Sheldon Richardson who is, who is going to add a lot to their defensive line there. That is a pretty deep defensive line. At the linebacker position, you got middle linebacker Eric Kendricks, a guy who I thought was going to be a major draft steal because I thought he was better than his brother Michael. Um, and and so far, I think he's proven to be that. And when you look at what they have at the linebacker position on the outside, you got Anthony Barr who can rush the passer. Anthony Barr has not put up a lot of sacks his first few years. But he has been highly productive. If you go back and watch the game tape, and look at what they have in their secondary, Harrison Smith, who I believe is the best safety in the game, you have you have Xavier Rhodes, uh, a a true one a one b cornerback. Trey Waynes is emerging, and I and I think they got one of the biggest steals of the entire draft at the end of the first round in cornerback Mike Hughes, who is a guy that is ready to plug and play right away. With that being said, the Vikings are the most complete team in the NFL, and that is why I think they're going to win this division yet again. The NFC South, um, I had a tough one here going between the Falcons and the Saints, but I do believe the Falcons are are going to win this division. The reason why I give the Falcons the edge over the Saints is the Saints don't have that much on defense outside of Marshawn Lattimore and Cameron Jordan. If you took away one of those players, they they had they have a pretty weak defense. Their defense was ranked seventeenth last year, um, and I get it. You know, a lot of it was because of you know the great player from a f- great player from a few players, but it's just to me still not a complete defense. One they have to continue to work on. When you look at what the Falcons have on defense, they, it's 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 a it's a lot better. I think Dakaris McKinley is going to have a huge year. You have you have Vic Beasley rushing the passer. And a guy that has not talked about all that much uh, is linebacker Deion Jones. One of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. Can can diagnose what's going to happen pre-play very well. Sideline to sideline speed. And also ran a 4.3840. Just a guy that I think is going to continue to be a playmaker for for the Atlanta Falcons. And they have solid guys in the secondary as well. So the Falcons having the edge over New Orleans in terms of a top defense... I believe that is why. That is what's going to separate them in terms of winning the division. The other thing that's going to separate Atlanta from New Orleans is the amount of depth they have at the wideout spot. They have, they have. of course, we know Julio Jones. They have they have Mohamed Sanu. And now they have Calvin Ridley, a first-round pick. So you have really three reliable wideouts to throw the ball to. And also Austin Hooper is having his best training camp that he's had. Well, this is only his third season, but... He's been a guy that has continually improved and should be should emerge as a solid tight end for them this year. The Falcons having four four reliable pass catchers to throw the ball to, it's more than it's more than what the Saints have, which is why I give them the edge. The Falcons also have two running backs um, and, De, and Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman who can also carry the rock for them. The Falcons are a pretty complete team, and I think they're gonna win. They're gonna win the NFC South. The NFC West. Believe it or not, I had a tough time deciding this one between the Rams and the 49ers. Uh the reason being is I think Kyle Shanahan might be outside of Josh McDaniels the best offensive play caller in the game. Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. But if you look if you if you evaluate the what the Rams have on paper, it's too much. They got they got they got Jared Goff at quarterback. Who had, who had a great season last year. Um, I think he's gonna be even better this year, just, just considering the offense that they're running there. They they added they added Brandon Cooks, which I think is an upgrade over Sammy Watkins. You also got John Kelly, running back in the sixth round, who is gonna give you depth of the running back position. Whereas, you know, you last year they really just had Todd Gurley. When you look at what they have on the defensive side of the ball, you have a Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald. Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters, that's just too much to contend with. The Rams are going to win that division. The wild card teams, I believe, are going to be the Packers and the Saints. Here's why I think the Packers are going to win. They have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. He's throwing the ball to Jimmy Graham. And now Green Bay has also shored up their secondary by drafting Jair Alexander and Jackson in the second round. So with that being said, you know, those two guys are going to make the back end of their defense a lot better. Jimmy Graham, you can't underestimate how much that is going to help Aaron Rodgers. The Packers run a very tight tight end friendly offense. Uh having a healthy Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham having the training camp that he's had, uh it looks pretty good pretty good for the Packers right now. And and I think the Saints are going to make it as well. The Saints were I I thought I thought at the beginning of the playoffs last year, I thought the Saints had a really good chance to win it all last year. They have they have the best pair of running backs in the NFL. They have one of the very best quarterbacks in history who's still playing at the top of his game. Michael Thomas is a special receiver. Um, their defense, I think, is still going to struggle a little bit, but they got so much firepower on offense. You, you can never count the Saints out. And that is why I think they are going to be a wild card team. So again, recapping the teams in the NFC that I think are going to make the playoffs. I believe the NFC East, the division winner is going to be Philadelphia. The NFC North is going to go to the Minnesota Vikings. The South is going to go to the Falcons. The West are going to be one it's going to be won by the Los Angeles Rams and the Packers and the Saints are going to be the wild card team. So the team that I would mention, I would say would be an honorable mention would be the 49ers. The 49ers if you if you if you look at them down the stretch last year, defenses could couldn't could not defend them. Kyle Shanahan is a is a great play caller. Um they have improved play at the receiver position. They're going to have Marquise Goodwin now as their number 1 receiver. Dante Pettis, the rookie, the the, the rookie wide receiver has looked phenomenal in training camp. Um, and also, if you look at what San Francisco has in their defensive line, they have young players who are consistent, who are consistently getting better. I think DeForest Buckner is a sleeper for Defensive Player of the Year. That is how special he is. So I put the 49ers really as a team that, if all things go well, they could also be a playoff team as well. And that's why I make them an honorable mention. So uh, that is it for today's show. Join me back on Wednesday uh, for more for more rankings going into the 2018 season. This Wednesday, I'm going to be ranking the best offensive lines in the NFL. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast signing off. You guys have a great day, and I will talk to you on Wednesday.